0: Hello and welcome to my very first video and if you are listening where you get your podcasts then hello and welcome to the very first episode of Chatty with Natty. Before I start with today's topic I just want to give like a brief kind of intro of what this channel is going to be. Um, Something that I feel happens too often with content creators is that we kind of get shoved into a box of different kinds of niches, 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 I don't know what the word is. Um, we We get stuck into these categories where if we talk about one thing, that's all we're allowed to talk about. And that's not really my thing. I am interested in so many different things that it would be a disservice not only to myself, but to the people who enjoy my content to not talk about all of the things that I am interested in. And that is exactly why I am calling it Chatty with Natty because it's really just me talking about anything and everything that comes to mind and hoping that you guys enjoy listening to it. So without any further ado, whatever that means, um, here are my thoughts on Steve Rogers ending and why I think Zemo's infamous line from Civil War had a direct influence on it. I'm gonna start by saying that Steve's ending is probably one of the worst things to come out of the MCU. It made no sense for his character, and it felt lazy. It felt like lazy writing, Chris's contract was up, or whatever. They needed him out and they didn't know what to do with him so they said let's send him back to the 40s. That being said, I do have a few other theories that can immediately be debunked. The first one that I see often is that if Natasha hadn't have died then he probably would have stuck around. Um, Part of me believes this because as we can see in The Winter Soldier specifically, this is a recurring theme throughout the MCU, but something that we see specifically in The Winter Soldier is Natasha constantly trying to get Steve to go on dates and go out and do things, and she was almost representative of this kind of placeholder for him, that she was holding him in place constantly, encouraging him to try and do more, to adapt more comfortably to the life that he has now compared to the life that he left behind 70-something years ago. However, as much as my Romenager's heart wants to believe that theory, if Steve wasn't staying around for Bucky, there's no way in hell he was staying around for Natasha. Steve sacrificed everything for Bucky. He sacrificed his relationship with Tony, this little family that he had created with the Avengers. He even sacrificed his entire identity because up until that moment that Bucky came back, Steve Rogers, Captain America, was a hero, a world-renowned hero. And as soon as Bucky came back into the picture, boom, He's a fugitive. He's on the run. He's he's supposed to be in the raft in this ginormous crazy under not even underground under the ocean prison. He did all of that for Bucky and still left him. It just How does that add up, Marvel? All of those big emotions and feelings about Steve's ending aside, now we can get into my theory about Zemo saying There's a bit of green in the blue of your eyes. (laughs) How nice to find a flaw. Being directly related to Steve's ending. So the key factor here is obviously the color green. And I'm gonna relate back to this in a multitude of ways. So the first being real-world terms, when someone is green, it can mean one of two things, that they're green with envy and that they're jealous, or when someone's green, they're they're new to something, they're out of their element. And in the MCU, green represents three key things for me, at least. Um, the first being Hulk, Bruce Banner. The second being Loki of Asgard, and the third obviously being the Time Stone, which is clearly a key factor in how Steve even went back in time in the first place. But how do these all tie together to back my theory, you may be asking? I'll tell you. Steve is green in all senses of the word. He is new to the world in a sense because... He was frozen in ice for decades and the world that he left behind and the world that he was in when he woke up are two completely different things and no matter how hard he is trying to adjust and no matter how many dates natasha makes him go on he he's green he has no clue what he's doing he's out of his element steve is also green with envy he's jealous um But this is where the theory gets a little more controversial so i'm going to stick a pin in that part and i'm going to go on to the rest of it Um, because that's really that's really where the theory expands and i want to talk about the other things first um so steve as related to the hulk the hulk when i think of him he's reckless he's out of control he's impulsive. That for me, that's Steve's, not only his ending, but kind of how he acts in the movies. As we can see, even as far back as the first Avenger, he is always defying authority. He's doing the opposite of what he's told. He is impulsive, and in a sense, he's out of control because he knows that it will benefit him further on. Even if everyone is telling him no. as long as he tells himself yes, he's fine. so that's how steve relates to the hulk and that's also how his ending relates to the hulk because for me his ending was impulsive. it was reckless because he could have messed with the whole um the whole timeline. i think that he knew that that was at risk because clearly Bruce would have communicated that to the rest of the Avengers after his whole conversation with the Ancient One, I'm hoping. Um, And he didn't care. Even if the TVA says, which they didn't say, but if they did say, like, oh, he was meant to do that, Steve didn't know he was meant to do that. He was just impulsively doing what was best for him, like he always does. Steve, as he relates to Loki, is similar in a way that the themes are similar. Um, Something that we see as a common theme for Loki throughout the entirety of his time in the MCU, from the first Thor and the first Avengers movie all the way up to the TV show Loki, is that he has no clue what his purpose is. He doesn't know what he's here to do. And I think that that's something that Steve can also really relate to, because as we can see in the first Avenger, he thinks his purpose as, as a man in the 40s or whatever, is his purpose is to fight. Why should he be able to exist if he can't fight the good fight that everyone else is fighting? And this is a common theme throughout the MCU as Ultron says in Age of Ultron, God's righteous man who thinks he can live without a war or something along those lines. In a way, Steve kind of always knew that he couldn't live without a war, and we see this again in Age of Ultron, when Wanda shows the Avengers their biggest fears. Steve's biggest fear, essentially, is that the war never ends, and this became and that is the first fear come of true of ending, that he is trying war his hardest, obviously, to feel in the beginning of Endgame. Feel- when like we the see him, he was back off in the nineteen forties. And that's the significance behind him shaving his beard and his mustache. And this is something that we really see again in the beginning of Endgame when he's in that um that support group that everyone's talking about people that they lost within the blip within the last five years. And Steve is still hung up on Peggy. And it's not necessarily that it's all about Peggy but more so about how even when he was fighting in Nazi Germany it was still somehow simpler than the world he was living in today and of course the time stone and how it relates to steve is that that is what zemo is talking about well partly it's partly what zemo is talking about when he says that there is a bit of green in the blue of his eyes is that there's that sense of longing that wanting to go back that that's his flaw. His flaw is his jealousy, which I'm going to get back to, and his longing. And those are the flaws that Zemo is pointing out within the metaphor of the color of his eyes. Now, of course, this is before the Time Stone is even fully introduced to us in the MCU, but when has that ever stopped Marvel from throwing in little details like that? Like, it happens. So, To conclude my theory, we're going to talk about Steve being green with envy because this is really what makes the most sense to me. Steve is jealous and it sounds so horrible. He's jealous of Natasha and Tony because they made such a great, huge, big sacrifice that no one is ever going to be able to live up to both Natasha and Tony sacrificed their lives for the fight, for the fate of the universe, for for everyone else they sacrificed themselves. And in a way, Natasha mostly sacrificed herself for Clint. She knew that there was a bigger picture there, that her sacrifice would lead to them being able to restore peace in the universe. And Steve ultimately was jealous of that because for a long time, the mantle of captain america came with him just being this big perfect hero and that's another reason why zemo was so desperate to find a flaw within him was because he was tired of the world seeing steve rogers as being this perfect human incapable of making mistakes because it was captain america's mistakes that cost zemo his family and so this is steve's fatal flaw it's not that he couldn't live without Natasha or Tony. It's that he couldn't live with himself knowing that nothing he would ever do would amount to even half of what Tony and Natasha did. Steve in Endgame is really excited about the idea of time travel, not only to undo what was done by Thanos and bring everyone back but because it meant that there was a possibility that he could go back to the simpler time, to his own time period, and live out the life that he wanted to live instead of the life that he was essentially forced to live. And I guess within that, Bucky just wasn't a great enough comfort. He wasn't enough to keep Steve there. which. breaks my heart because why would Steve go through all of that like I already said go through all of that to bring Bucky back just to abandon him but it also did provide the plot essentially for Falcon and the Winter Soldier um so in a way I understand why Marvel did what they did with that ending I still don't have to like it though so to summarize because I feel like well, while recording it right now, it feels like this video is a little bit all over the place, but hopefully once I get into editing, it's a bit better. But um, to summarize, Zemo says there's green in Steve's eyes because Steve is green with envy, green because he's new and he's out of his element, green like the Hulk because he is reckless and impulsive and out of control, and green like Loki because he does not know his sense of purpose, his he doesn't know what he's destined to do or to be. And finally, Green liked the Time Stone because there is a sense of longing within him that Zemo is able to recognize. And of course, it begs the question that if Zemo had never said this, would Steve have still gone back in time? Would his ending still have been the same? Because as goes my theory is that Zemo saying this prompted a series of thought within Steve where he had to wonder, what did he mean by that? Part of me kind of <laughs> envisions Chris Evans like as, as Captain America, like looking into the mirror being like, is there actually green in there? And then like, Bucky or Sam being like, bro, I don't think that's what he meant. Personally just because it brings me joy to think of that scene actually happening, but also just... I don't think that Zemo said that just to say it and then to not have it mean something further within the MCU. Anyway, am I probably reading way too deep into this little snide comment that Zemo made? Probably. But, welcome to the brain of Natty Issues. And that is the end of our episode slash video depending on if you are watching or listening you guys enjoyed this and that you will tune in again regardless of if i am talking about some crazy marvel theory or something completely different i know that most of you are probably here from tiktok anyway but just in case you're unaware my tiktok is at natty issues like daddy issues and a t t y issues my twitter is the same and my instagram is natalie x sarah And I will post a link to my YouTube in the description because I don't have a custom URL yet, but we will get there soon. That being said, my video requests are always open, whether it is for a short TikTok video or a longer one that is going to be a combo of a video slash episode of the podcast. If there is something specific you guys would like me to dive in deeper on... Even if it's just to expand more on this theory or another Marvel theory or something completely different, I always want to hear your guys' opinion and I really love to use you guys as a sounding board because really that's what this is all about for me is knowing what you guys want to hear and providing that you anyway here i am rambling on when this is supposed to be the end i really hope that you guys enjoyed this theory and i'll see you next time you're just not funny